episode is sponsored by the Doors Open Connect app platform designed by real estate agents for real estate agents. Are you a licensed real estate agent or broker? Download the Doors Open Connect on the Apple App Store today for free to join our growing network and community of licensed professionals and also to stand out at your next listing appointment by offering to maximize exposure to your seller's listing and even get reliable coverage on demand when you can't be there and or recruit agents under your brokerage by the new wave of lead generation software and even offer them instant paid opportunities that they could take advantage of. That's Doors Open Connect. Also be sure to follow us at Doors Open Connect on IG and at Doors Open Connect LLC on Facebook. I'm Deshaun Robinson and this is my co-host Rick Haas. We're here with the Doors Open Connect podcast. How you doing Rick? Doing pretty good. Can't complain. Southwest Florida. It's always sunny. No snow. No snow, and it's extra um, green this time of year for you, isn't it? Uh, all these deals you have going? Yeah, I'm busy. I'm busy, but there's no inventory, so it's tough. <laughs> it's very tough. So we'll do a quick recap. It's been a couple of, um, I think, two weeks or three weeks uh, since we had our, our last guest, Balanced Images. It's just been such a crazy um, market out there for myself and, and for you and for everybody else involved, just trying to scramble to get our buyers into deals and um, been busy working with other agents, training other agents, doing open house training. So it's been busy. Education's pretty big. You gotta, you gotta be educated when it comes to this real estate stuff. You can't, uh, you know, yeah, it can't be, you can't, uh, yeah, you can't lollygag. You have to take it serious. You know, there's a lot of folks out there and, and real estate is a very rewarding, um, career and it, and it's definitely, it'll help a- agents grow, but you can't come into this, um, thinking that, um, you know, the whole, I'm going to be my own boss. That's great. And then in theory, and, and you should be your own boss. However, that comes with discipline that comes with, uh, um, you know, a calendar, like the sophisticated one that you have that with reminders to, to make sure things are going, are, are in place. Oh, and I'm an avid block scheduler. Organization. Everything. My dinner, everything is in my block schedule. O- organization and, and all of that is super important. You can't just wake up whenever you feel like it. Um, answer your phone whenever you feel like it, you have to take it serious. And otherwise you're going to be in a world of hurt, um, or going back to the old nine to five. So, which is why we brought on our next guest because she's pretty good at all that stuff. Oh yeah. Super excited to have her. We've actually been chasing her down since I think the holidays of, uh, 2020. Yep. But, um, you've been, you've been on our bucket list interview for sure. I've been, I've been hiding from you. (laughs) So welcome with us. We have Rebecca Sinatra, Premier Sotheby's and, uh, welcome. Thank you. Thanks for having me. And yes, it's been a a while since I've seen both of you, but, um, I'm just going to go with the busy card. Yeah. I'll say I've been busy. I know we've all, we've all been pretty busy, but that's kind of, that's kind of our thing is we're, we're hawking down all the, all the busy agents and. We, it usually gets delayed, but now we got you. You're yes. on now. Yeah. Well, when we first we first started cranking these out, we were in um, we were in a lockdown, you know, so there was nothing to do, you know, um, aside from watch Netflix and the Tiger King and all that other stuff and stay safe, if you will. Um, but uh, we figured we would do something in the interim, and and um, this is it. And so welcome with us, and um, let's dive into your story. Yeah, tell us a little bit about your background. How did you get started in real estate and what made you choose real estate? Okay, so um, growing up, my my mom was a realtor and she got licensed uh, when I was about 10. So, you know, I remember being uh, little and, and going to houses with her that she would buy to flip. So me and my sister would 
painting the walls and we would have pizza and you know pop they call they call soda pop we called it pop i'm a michigan girl so um but so she she kind of prompted me to get my license i um i was licensed well i think i was 19 when i got licensed and i was um away for college and then i came home for the summer and my mom said you know rebecca you have to get your license why don't you just get your real estate license and i really didn't want to do it to be honest with you I, um, I just, she worked hard, you know, she, she worked a lot of hours, she worked weekends. So in my mind, I had it already figured out. What did you go to college for? Um, my major was psychology. Okay. But to be honest with you, I really didn't know what I wanted to do. Well, that's, that's <laughs> a no great idea. major in real estate. Cause sometimes we play the therapist role. Oh yes. Many times. <laughs> in fact, almost daily. Yeah. Um, they get emotional. I don't know. We should pull out of this deal. No, it's a good deal. Just relax. It'll be fine. Oh yeah. I'm definitely a therapist so yep. it worked out but so she was badgering me all summer and um eventually I kind of gave in and said okay fine you know I'll, I'll get my real estate license didn't think that I would love it didn't think that that was going to be what I would end up doing and um yeah that's how it happened um within my first I think it was my first 60 days of selling real estate I think it was 19. So um, I made about 30000 my first month. Jeez. Wow. Most but, agents don't do that in their first year. <laughs> so, but this is back in 2001 mm-hmm. when the market was so different. And mm-hmm. I was super young. So I, I think I blew most of that money within, I don't know, weeks. <laughs> 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 I bought a leather couch and I had a widescreen TV and I took my friends out drinking because they were broke. Mm-hmm. So... Um, but what I did is I ended up dropping out of school and I thought to myself, okay, if I can, if I can do this and make this kind of money with only devoting maybe 10% of my time and energy into the business, I'm going to drop out of school mm-hmm. and I'm going to give it 110%. So in my young mind, you know, I didn't see any other way. So I did, I dropped out of school and I put my whole self into the business and figured out it wasn't that easy to make $30,000. <laughs> 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 and yeah. I was pretty much broke for um, the next six months. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, what uh, what convinced you then um, to to come down here? I know you mentioned that you had had your real estate license um, since two thousand and one. Yes. So you were there quite a bit, and you're relatively yeah, fairly new um, down here. Five years. It said? was five years as of August first. So. Okay. Well, yep. What made you? Okay, so um, when I was, well, I should say before I was born, my grandparents bought a home on Marco Island. And so growing up every Christmas, every, you know, Easter, anytime we ever had from school, away from school, we would be down visiting my grandparents. And I always loved it. So, you know, I think, um, you know, that was part of it. It was also, it was already kind of like home away from home for Mm -hmm. me, so to speak. Also the weather, Mm -hmm. so Michigan for I don't know, four or five, maybe six months out of the year is not that nice. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, we were dus- discussing that before the before the show, because I'm, I'm from Michigan as well. And actually, that's how I fell in love with Florida, too, is my grandparents. The only difference was they just would tease, it, tease me and rub it in, basically, because my grandparents were, um, uh, what do they call them, snowbirds. Yes. So they would they'd be up there for the summer months, uh, you know, three or four months out of the summer. 
and then they would come back down here when it starts getting cold. Yeah. And so it would be freezing up there, you know, two feet of snow. <laughs> and then my grandpa would be on the phone with me saying that he just went fishing and, you know, it's 80 plus degrees outside. Totally rubbing it in. Tortured me. <laughs> and it wasn't until I, I got really sick and, and uh, you know, basically I had to, it was kind of a last wish ordeal um, at the hospital. And I pulled, I ended up pulling through because I have asthma. But uh, I said my wish was to be able to fly to Florida yeah. to to uh, go fishing with my grandpa. And then I came down here, fell in love. I'm like, what are you, what are you people yeah. doing up there? You know. <laughs> no, I I definitely knew I always wanted to live here. So mm-hmm. from a young girl, like yep. that was always in my mind. Um, so it was just a little bit more challenging for me because at the time that um, I actually moved down here, I was a mom. Yes, yeah, so I'm definitely happy to to be in Naples, uh, moving with kids and a family was, you know, a little bit had its challenges. You know, you always hear the same things like the schools and the healthcare and, you know, they're not that great. So, you know, in the back of my mind, you, you know, and as a mother, you always want to make the best decisions for, for your kids. Mm -hmm. So did my homework and, um, ultimately it was just like, okay, we're either going to do this or we're not going to do it. And I think, you know, you just have to, just have to take, you just, just go, you know, you, um, and don't look back. And I have no regrets. The only regret I, I have is not doing it sooner. Yeah. yeah. That's, well, that's that most people's regret. regret. Yeah. Well, I did it as soon as I could. It was, I think it was like barely 18. I would pack my truck and I'm like, I'm going. My dad was like, no, you know, there's going to be hurricanes. They're going to blow alligators on your roof and snakes. And they're like, you know, you won't be able to make money. It's too expensive. And I actually was working two jobs up there and ended up, Coming down here, and, and uh, the first month that I was here, I made more money um, serving, actually, than I did up there. Wow. So, oh, I don't doubt it. So fast forward to you coming down to Florida now. How much different is the market up, like the doing real estate in Michigan versus Florida? So, well, here's the thing. So although I was licensed um, in 2001, I took over a decade off to be a mom. So when I was married, I did not work. <laughs> Uh, which I'm very grateful and thankful for. Uh, it was it was tough for me to give up my career, though, at the same time. Because um, it was, you know, you're giving away kind of like a piece of yourself, right? Mm-hmm. Your identity. and um, But, you know, I was able to be at home with them when they were babies and, you know, um, just stay, stay with them when they were little. So, again, I'm happy about that. Um, so not only was I moving to a new town where I didn't know anyone, I mean, I have grandma and grandpa here but you know um I didn't have a, a, a network of like friends or extended family or people that I went to school with so um you know that coupled with the fact that I really didn't work previous to that for almost a decade in the real estate business it was really like I was starting all over mm. and the and the deal oh, well obviously the market is extremely different that's two ends of the so different (laughs) yes yeah i mean the price points um you know like in in michigan you could get um like a beautiful seven thousand to ten thousand square foot what some people would call mansion Mm -hmm. (laughs) um for you know two or three million Mm -hmm. and that's even high so yeah yeah, completely different now i mean um you know, you can't even buy dirt in Old Naples for that. So. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> Let alone two by fours. <laughs> Not anymore. Yeah, it's uh, it's actually, but it's a special place anyway. Um, so, uh, actually, you've done. I think this year alone, you said uh, you're you're up on t- to ten million. 
Uh, and in 2020, you, were, you had 20 million. Right. So you actually hit the ground running pretty good here. So, well, it's, um, so we moved down five years ago. Um, within that year, I still had my youngest daughter home. So she was, she was in preschool, mm-hmm. but um, only like three days a week for half days. So basically she was still home. So what I did is I got, um, I did my course online mm-hmm. and I took like that whole year to really just be at home with her still and right. to get my real estate license in Florida. During that first year that I lived here, I was also, um, me and my now ex-husband, husband at the time decided to split. Mm-hmm. So I was going through um, a divorce and just working on getting my real estate license. Um, so September, it was right right after Irma. So I think that was what? September of 16? No, 17. Yeah, so it wasn't 17 or 18. Man. Irma? Time's flying. Yeah, <laughs> when, was, there, when was Irma? I don't know. We get so many every year. I don't know. Well, Irma was it's bad. four years. <laughs> so 18. Yeah, 2000. I think that's right. 2018. Yep. So the, right after Irma, I had just, you know, only been here a year. Um, we had decided for sure that, you know, we were going to get divorced. Um, I had just gotten my real estate license, and I was diagnosed with cancer all within 30 days. Holy cow. Yeah. So That's that a hell was, of a 30 days. It was tough. It was really tough. Um, he moved out, so, um, you know, I was really just left with bills <laughs> and three kids that um, counted on me and looked, you know, I had to support yeah. them. So um, I had no money for marketing. I had, you know, I knew really no one here. Um, I was with a great company, so that was good. And, you know, I always like to try to see like the positive in things too. Right. But when you're faced with something um, that's so life-threatening, I feel like your whole perspective on everything changes, like your whole outlook on life mm-hmm. really changes. The things that maybe were important to you no longer are, and, you know, you're almost, well, you're in survival mode, right? right? Yeah. So um, for me, you know, I hate to say it took that because I, I would have gone and, and probably done it anyway, but um, it really just fired me up, especially when I overcame the cancer for the first time right. that I, it was like stink or swim, you right. know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cause that's, that's a crazy thing to beat. Right. It, it, and it, it changed. It, okay. So like I can, I can relate to an extent because I have Crohn's disease, which is like a form of cancer. Yeah. Um, and I've been hospitalized a couple of times. And when I get out of the hospital, I'm like, wow. Um, I'm so grateful for, for going through that because my outlook is different. Like I can no longer, act like I'm having a bad day because I stubbed my toe because there's people around me that are going through crazier stuff like yeah. that, right? Um, so my whole outlook changed and like, same thing Same thing as you. I, I looked at things a lot different. I view things a lot different. Right. Things that weren't, that were, were important to me at the time are no longer important. No, it's like, it's really, you know, um, I spent a lot of time caring about what other people thought about me mm-hmm. for the longest time. And I think we all do to some extent, but um, at the end of the day, it was like, it's not, it's not really about that, you know, yeah. it's not. And, um, you know, you have a choice. So I, I think everybody always has a choice. You have a choice to sink or swim. Right. right. So, and especially in that, and you know, during that time it was like, okay, um, you know, am I going to cry about it? I'm going to, I'm going to feel bad about myself. I'm going to, you know, make people feel sorry for me or play that whole role. Um, I just, I didn't have it in me, you know? Um, I knew that I had to get better and I knew that I had three kids that needed me and, you know, uh, 
I had it's just like so much opportunity with being here and being back into real estate. And I was so excited about it all. I just didn't know how I was going to do it. Right. right. So. Um, so how did you do it? Yeah. What's your niche? <laughs> how did you do it? The first uh, two years after that, I mean, it, it took me some time. It was, it was hard. It was tough. So I had absolutely no money, like super broke. Um, the closings that I, I was, um, I was doing, they were, they were just enough to pay my bills. Mm -hmm. So, and put a little bit of food on the table, um, and totally used up every single credit card I had for those first two years and just said, okay, you know, I'll sell a big house and I'll pay it off. And that was just what kept me going. But, um, so I, I met out, I met people, I went out as much as I could. So, um, my mom actually moved in with me to help with the kids, which I love her. And I'm so thankful for that. But um, any chance I got, you know, um, after work on 5th, I would, you know, go down to Ocean Prime and, you know, not drink, maybe not drink, maybe drink sometimes and have a cocktail, but just um, talk to people and meet right. people and try to make connections. Um, I volunteered a lot at the kids' school and met people that way. Um, I remember knocking on doors a lot. And, um, especially in some of the, you know, areas that I wanted to start farming mm -hmm. and, you know, sometimes people were, you know, nasty and mm -hmm. mean and grouchy, uh, yeah. <laughs> but sometimes people were really nice. And, um, I think it went a long, a long way for, for, to see someone doing that. It's just really uncommon I think in Naples mm -hmm. for people to go over and above and cold call. I did a lot of cold calling mm -hmm. and then. People that just never, I mean, it wasn't like it was an expired or for sale by owner. I would just blindly call people. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> um, in the neighborhood, so that right, right, I right. knew I wanted to be in. Mm -hmm. um, but it was, it was definitely a challenge. I mean, I just did everything that I could with little funds to try to um, get some business. Which, which method do you think worked the most for you at the time? I think it was a combination of cold calling and um, a little bit of, of knocking on doors, doing open houses for other agents was big. Mm -hmm. um, and I think studying the, the area. So, I mean, people want to know that you know what you're talking about. Right. So even if it's like an open house that you're sitting for another agent, take an hour, take two hours and study the whole neighborhood. You don't like know what's sold next door, know what things are going for, know what, you know, is um, active on the market and what just sold. Like those are things that, that are going to make you at least, you know, people think that, you know, what you're talking <laughs> about, even if you don't. And it's like, you know, um, fake it till you make it. Mm -hmm. I hate to say it like that, but sometimes that's what you just you have to do. Well, everybody starts new sometime. At one point, you got to get started some, you know, get yep. We say get comfortable with um, being uncomfortable. You know, growth is, is not made in the comfort zone. And that's that's something we, we talk to agents about and train agents about and talk to on our podcast. I hope all you agents are listening. Um, it's exactly what you said. You, 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 your mindset changed. Um, and then all of a sudden you're like, okay, I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. I'm going to go out there. I'm going to go meet these people. I'm going to go network. Yeah. And you just, you did everything, right? Because you, you were determined to get that business. When so many times we talk to agents, and they're like, well, I don't feel like cold calling. I don't feel like doing this. And it's like, well, there's an agent um, that's going to end up doing that stuff. And you're going to ask, yeah. well, why are they why are they selling so much and I'm not? Well, it's, they're doing things that you're not doing. Right. And it's and some agents are just very shy. And we, we talk, Deshaun and I talk to them all the time. It's like, 
get comfortable being the uncomfortable. You can't be shy in this business. You got to talk to people. You got you got to do, do stuff. You got to join activities, groups, people business. It's, you it's have to people, talk. Yeah. That's the key word. Like talk to people, you know, and um, like it's the gift of gab, and the and the more you do it, the better you'll get. 100%. I was never. I used to. I remember when I first got my real estate license. My mom trained me, which was a nightmare, right? <laughs> because she was like, it was like micromanager, but like mom at the same time. Nice. And you can't really like tell your own mom off. So <laughs> it was like very <laughs> stressful. But I remember her um, giving me a book of phone numbers and she was like, all right, you're going to, you're going to call. And she would be like breathing down my neck and I was sitting right next to me watching my every move. (laughs) And I was so uncomfortable. I hated being, I literally was just like crawling out of my skin while I was on the phone with these people. Um, And I couldn't wait to get off the phone. Right. right? So I did it, but I was, you know, rushing the whole conversation the whole time. Right. Right. So, and, and then I would hang up and I'd have a big smile on my face looking for my mom to like praise me. You could take a break. (laughs) (laughs) And she was like, that was terrible. I'm like, what? What do you mean? She's like, you need to slow down. Okay. Need to slow down. So, um, she did, she taught me a lot and, um, it was, we had some, some fun times, but, um, I don't want to say I, I forgot it from being away, um, and, and being a mom for 10 years, but you know, it's like I had to brush up on all that. So, I mean, even in the beginning stages of my career here in Naples, you know, I would still get nervous. Right. I would. And it's funny because right before you guys came here to my office today, I was actually cold calling. So, um, a really cool lady and, um, she's in Parkshore. So she has, and I found, I found, I called her on just one property, but I didn't know she actually owns three. Three. Nice. In Parkshore. And she lives in not one of them. <laughs> <laughs> and so then, yeah, fast forwarding to, you well, know. To I, have, I have a quick question yeah, yeah, first because we have some, you know, there's, you know, I guess you can call it Papa Bear a little, somewhat. You know, we have different agents in the brokerage and we see them and we, we see them coming in and they're going gangbusters. They come in with this enthusiasm. We, we have a gentleman that comes in. We call him the uh, wolf of real estate because he comes in in a headset, suit and tie, <laughs> and then combat boots. And this guy is just gangbusters all the time, cold calling, yeah. door knocking. But I noticed that some of these agents are, are starting to get, um, uh, what's the word? Complacent. Not, not complacent, okay. but maybe overrun or, or burnout. Maybe they nothing's working, and they start mm-hmm. to get frustrated and have doubts in their minds. Um, did you have any of that at all? And, oh, and then yeah. how did you work through that? Definitely. Um, you know, I, I I did some for sale by owners. So um, you know, four years ago, that was like a thing. Right. <laughs> anymore, um, and you know, I got shot down a lot. Mm-hmm. I mean, a lot. I remember my first listing was a for sale by owner. It was, um, and she agreed to list with me. I had it on the market for a while. It was grossly overpriced. I just, I wanted a listing so bad. I didn't even care. Right. And I took it anyway. Um, never sold. And and then she ended up um, putting it back on the market for sale by owner. And it sold, and she sold it herself. Wow. Wow. <laughs> but I was like devastated, right? Because I really wanted to sell that first listing. I think that, you know, it's really easy to give up, mm-hmm. right? But um, like, what's that saying? Like nothing worth having isn't worth fighting easy. for. Yep. 
right? So if you want it bad enough, you have to fight for it. Yeah. Are there going to be days where you're like, you know, um, I don't want to do this anymore and I'm done and just want to like, you know, throw it all out the window. Yeah. Okay. Um, go home, get a good night's sleep, feel sorry for yourself for the night and get back up in the morning and, you know, brush yourself off and do it all over the again. And there may be weeks where you have to do that. Mm-hmm. You no. know, you just, you have to keep going because then there's going to be that one person that yeah. you call or that one letter that you send, that's going to make it all worth it. And you're going to look back and you're going to be like, okay, you know, I'm, that's, this is why. Right. And so that, that fighting spirit and that perseverance that you have in determination and that fight or flight, um, it, it got you through the divorce. It got you in the same time, it got you through uh, cancer and it, it got you through, um, dealing with all this rejection. And then it brought you to, I think we have a, a, a beautiful, um, story here with one of, um, a $10 million listing. Right. So how did that go about? Yeah. Tell us about that. Let me back up a little bit. So, um, so my first year, so this is really the big, the, just the start of my fifth year in the business here Mm -hmm. in Naples. My first, so my first year I, um, was basically poverty level Mm -hmm. (laughs) income and sales. Um, my second year I doubled that, right. Which was still, um, borderline, (laughs) borderline poverty level. Um, and I thought to myself, okay, well, you know, if I can just double my sales every year, right? Mm-hmm. So um, I know everybody has their own business plan and, you know, most are written out or maybe, you know, in your mind or I feel like we all always like keep track of mm-hmm. what we're doing in some way, shape or form. So um, I, I continued to double my sales, right? Um, and then for 2020, um, yeah, I, I got my biggest listing ever. And at the time, it actually made the paper. When I sold it, it was um, the highest price per square foot sold um, anything not on the beach block in Old Naples. So it went for just a little over 1,700 square foot. Wow. Which now is like jump change to everything that's happened since last November. Right. right? So since then, there's been a lot, um, a lot you know, more change and higher sale prices. But um, I was really excited about it. Um, I was kind of bummed at the same time. And I know this is going to sound really terrible, but um, I had so many things that I wanted to do with this house, right? I wanted to have a big party there and like a launch event. Brokers open. You know, like go all out and just knock it out. Mm -hmm. Um, It sold within maybe six hours. (laughs) Oh my God. Really? Yeah. Wow. It did. Yep. And so, I mean, I was so happy and, you know, I got my sellers a great price, um, but I didn't get any of like the, yeah, the marketing to maybe like the book catalog right. to take it down the road to well, the next. Well, because I mean, if, 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 so if it's your first one like that, I feel like you want to kind of try to use that for free marketing for yourself absolutely, and leverage. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, you know, use it as much as you can to promote yourself and to show other sellers like, okay, I just sold the one down the street, you know, so what right. I, um, I mean, I still can say that, but I didn't get to have the big party. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe we can still have a party there. Call, call the buyers. Let's call the buyers. I got to see this <laughs> listing. Did you, did you pick up that uh, listing via cold call or was it I, net? I did. That yeah. was a cold call. Yes. Actually, it was social media. So oh. I reached out to him um, on social media. 
Okay. Best message you ever sent? LinkedIn. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I found that I feel like, you know, people aren't stupid, especially here in Naples. Oh, like, yeah. you know, and, and so if you're going to come at them, be honest. Mm -hmm. You know, just be honest. If, if you have a buyer, okay, great. But if you don't have a buyer and you say you have a buyer, they're going to read right through you. Mm -hmm. Yep. You know, I just asked for the listing. <laughs> I did. And I'm, I, I was just super honest and, and real with it. Um, I knew that, um, you know, he did have it listed before and it, it didn't sell. And I know that um, the prices have gone up significantly since that time. So, you know. It didn't say. So, so was it, it was off, it didn't sell. Was it kind of like an expired or was it off the market for a while? It was expired. Oh, mm -hmm. okay. Okay. But it was also off the market for a while. So gotcha. it was a brand new construction. Okay. And after he built it, they were like, well, you know, um, they just had a grandbaby. And so they were like, well, maybe we, maybe we wait to actually move here. Um, so they listed it briefly and then decided to pull it off. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. So that's, that's amazing. And I have, I have a question. So <clears throat> you dealt with all those things, cancer, divorce, raising kids by your, basically by yourself, starting your real estate career, all in the same like time period. And then, you know, a lot of people would have given up. A lot of people would have said, this is too much on my plate. I'm done. But you kept putting one foot in front of the other. And, and kept grinding and kept going at it. And it led up to now you're a rock star agent that's selling over <laughs> millions and millions of dollars a year, yes. right? Oops. If you would have given up, what would your story would have looked like, right? I know, yeah. And so I have a question for you. And this, um, this is something I always ask um, top producing agents. Do you have like a regiment that maybe you wake up in the morning, you work out or you read or you pray? Or is there something that helps you get focused first thing when you, when you wake up? Absolutely. So, um, and... I don't know, maybe this is not normal, but I, <laughs> I, um, I box. So, okay. um, I like to box. I've been boxing for about five, five, six years now. Oh, wow. So for me, you know, I'll, I'll be at the gym when it's dark out. So I like to wake up about five o'clock and, um, go hit the bag. You know, I'll just put my music on, put my headphones on and, um, just go at it. I mean, it's a great workout. Mm -hmm. That's like my release. So that's, you know, they say um, some some training programs will teach you that, you know, you need to meditate for 10 minutes mm -hmm. in the morning. And, you know, everybody's different which, which, with what they train you to, to do. But um, for me, yeah, it's like it's that release first thing in the morning. And then I'll come home. I'll get the kids ready for school. They're at the door by 8. And I'm in my office by 8.30. And by the time most people are waking up, I've already gone through all my emails. I have my to-do list. So, oh, that's another thing. I'm big on lists. Okay. <laughs> I'm like the post-it girl. Um, so post-its are everywhere, all throughout my office. In fact, I had to take them down before you guys came today. Because <laughs> I didn't want to be embarrassed. But um, I think for me, you know, making a list um, every day and then working out first thing in the morning too. Because mm -hmm. um, then just, you have your whole day, you know. Um, you don't have to take time out to go to the gym or you know, then feel guilty about missing some work or going on an appointment. Um, so that and, and making a list and being able to like check off, you know, things from your list makes you have like a sense of accomplishment. Yes. That's, yep. Yeah. So I got, I got sort something sort of similar. I actually 
got into boxing six months ago. So that's kind of like been my release, punching a bag like a thousand times. And then I'm like, oh, I can have the most (laughs) peaceful conversation with everybody because I released everything on this punching bag. really do. And I'm the same way with scheduling, but I do block scheduling on my Google Calendar. When it's time to do something, I'm getting ready to do something. If I get that 30-minute timer, you got cold calls you got to do for the next hour. I follow it and I stick with it. Um, And I think that's a big problem with a lot of agents is – you know, they might have something in their schedule from five to six to do something. And they'll say, ah, you know, I just got home, Netflix, you know, this, you know, the show I've been wanting to watch, new season of Cobra Kai's out, you know, I gotta, I gotta watch it. You know, I don't want to, I don't feel like cold calling, but the difference is agents like you versus those agents where you say, you know what, Netflix is always there. I'm going to do my cold call because it's on my schedule. It's on my, it's on my post-it. I got to do it. Right. Where the other agent would say, no, I'm not going to do it. But then they'll complain and say, how does Rebecca sell so much? Well, she does the things you're not doing. Right. Very simple. They they say to do the things that make you the most uncomfortable first. Mm-hmm. So if you look, if you if you do make a list, you know, um, and it's natural to write it out sometimes in in order of how you want to do things, and we don't even realize that we're doing it, but we do. Mm-hmm. Um, so always start with the things that you don't really want to do. Because um, I used to do that, and what would happen was those things that I didn't really want to do. I wouldn't do and because they, they would be at the bottom of my list, right. right? So then they would move to the next day's list and then from that list to the next day's list. Right. And sooner, but it's lingering over you. It is, yeah. right? Yeah. yeah. So, um, yeah, I, I, th- I think having a schedule is huge. Mm-hmm. Definitely huge. Do yeah, t- I, I couldn't imagine waking up in the morning and not having your whole day planned out of, you know, I want to do mail-outs from this time. I want to do cold calls from this time. I want to... Your property research, like if you just wake up in the morning, you have nothing planned. I, I don't know how people do that. Me, I have to have like everything planned just like right. that. Well, I think too, I, um, time is our most valuable asset. Mm-hmm. Non-renewable resource too as well. It, it really is. It's the one thing that you can't get more of. So you, you have to choose wisely of what you're doing and who you're spending time with. And, you know, so for me, my kids are number one. Right. They really are over anything else. Um, and it, it was hard to trying to juggle my time management with the kids. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I was so driven and so dedicated and focused on building my business and, um, you know, making money that I, it was, it was a challenge for me to, you know, find that happy medium, balance, right. Yeah. And balance. Um, but, but we got there. Yeah. It, we, we did. So <laughs> I've had a question that's been on my mind forever. Your last name. Any relations to Frank? Yes. Okay, so, tell us about it. <laughs> so that is uh, my great, great uncle. Okay. Wow. Yes. Um, unfortunately, I never got to meet him before he passed. So um, I don't, um, I didn't get any inheritance and um, no blue eyes. And I am a terrible singer. <laughs> <laughs> like really bad. What so. was that like growing up for you? Having Because everybody had to have asked you. That's not a common name no it's not um you know um it's cool though you know like um i i think that um he's a great guy and he has a great reputation um he was an amazing and talented uh, artist in so many ways so um it's okay that uncle frank didn't leave me any money but <laughs> <laughs> i can't get that lucky could have at least left the blue eyes <laughs> I know, right? My t- my kids, they get the blue eyes. So. Her eyes oh, yeah. are beautiful. Yeah. <laughs> but it's, it, it's, it's the old blue eyes. That's yeah. Old blue eyes, yes. <laughs> yeah, but no, well, I, awesome. I do get asked that 
uh, a lot. Yeah. Yeah. Cause, cause I was, I was wondering, I was like, she's gotta be related. There's no way that she has the same <laughs> name because it's not a common name at all. It's definitely not. No, no. So, um, quick question for you. So what would you do? What would, if you were starting over, I would say at 20 years old, but I would say actually knowing what you know now, how, if you had to start all over again today, what would you do? What would be the first thing you do to, to, st- or tell yourself, especially in this market? What would you tell the younger self of you? The younger self. Okay. I'm oh, glad real you estate. said that because you know, my age when I got my license was, and I didn't realize it at first, but, um, you know, for me, I, maybe it was a crutch, you know, but I felt like that was a huge, um, barrier for me, you know, because you were younger because I was younger. So, you know, Did you think people just didn't take you serious because the age? Absolutely yeah. not. No, no. I mean, so here I am 21, right. And I'm selling, you know, um, $2 million home to a couple that's in their fifties. Right. So, uh, but I, 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 I do feel also that I really, um, didn't push through that either. And I feel like you just have to push through and it goes back to, you know, knowing, knowing your business, knowing your product, you know, feeling confident in it. And the only way to feel confident in it is if you know it, mm-hmm. is if when someone asks you, Oh, Rebecca, what's, what did the house across the street sell for last year? If you can, if you know it and you can say it, you're going to feel confident. Right. And then they're going to look at you and they're not going to look at you and see your age. Right. They're going to say, oh, sharp. she's, she's on it. You know, yep. she knows what she's doing. She knows the market. She knows the neighborhood and that's going to give you credibility. So, um, I would, I would, if I was starting over again at 20, I mean, I would learn as much as I could, you mm-hmm. know, and, um, uh, time management. Right. Yeah. Um, and I think that I would, um, well, I wouldn't have children, so I would be able to invest a lot more in back into my business. I think that's also something that sets agents apart, right. um, from, you know, different sectors and high end real estate. Right. Because a lot of the newer agents, they get that first commission check and they think that it's, it's easy, you know, easy come, but easy like go. I <laughs> right. And I think agents forget too, that. This is your business. Right. You're not working for anybody. This is your real estate business. You got to, as the owner of your real estate business, you got to put money back into your business. You got to spend money, make money, right? You do. Do you have a formula now? Is it, would you say 20 or 30% of your commission that you made goes into marketing or is there? They say that it should be depending on what level you're at and what um, your sales volume is. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's about 20%. 20%. Okay. That should be going back into your business yeah. once you once you reach a certain point. So, um, you know, I'm projected to do $40 million this year. That's my that's my goal. And you got I'm, awesome. I got this. You make it happen. Hell yeah. I've always been like the, the last quarter. I like, I'm like that horse that's like losing the race and then... You know, the last, uh, the last lap just Perfect. like comes and kills like, it. Seabiscuit so. is making the turn and now they're <laughs> passing everybody up. <laughs> <laughs> so I got, I got a question for you. Um, other agents, what do you see that they're messing up on the worst and what's the best advice you can give to brand new agents or, or, or veteran agents? What do you see the most happening and what, what do you think you could tell them say, Hey, stop doing that and start doing this and maybe- right. I think professionalism is is missing um, uh, immensely from this business. Um, you know, I don't know why, but 
you know, being, being accountable, um, being courteous, you know, and mindful of, of other agents, Mm -hmm. you know, um, I mean, don't go to a showing when you just got out of the hot tub and you're in your bathing suit. (laughs) It's just, you know, should be common sense. It's not cool. And also don't take a for sale by owner and list it at 3% and offer the other agent one and a half. Cause that just happened to me. Oh, wow. Yeah. And it was a $1.2 million uh, listing oh, wow. that these agents took for um, 3%. I mean, that would be easy for any of us, right? Because how yep. many times have we all called a for sale by owner uh, or an owner of a property in general that wants to sell? And they say, oh, you know, sure, I'll sell it. I'll give you 3% if you bring me a buyer. That's easy. That's the low-hanging fruit. But I would never list that and offer um, the other broker a point and a half which is i think that we we kind of need to band together yeah mm-hmm. and you know um add keep adding value to what we do yeah you know because we're you know miss i think i think we're missing it on the etiquette side and i think you know obviously the fast pace of everything social media and you know these different shows that are out there now where people think that they just behave like that and it's like no that's a show you know and so (laughs) and it's okay to have character and be creative and and outspoken and and outgoing but have you know still be professional when it comes to picking up your phone shaking hands you know talking talking um to somebody not talking down um and and not pulling some stunts like that you know so yeah so so now that we've 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 asked you what you'd what you'd um ask the younger you what do you see five years from now where's rebecca five years from now Wow. Um, so I'm, you know, I'm still in the very beginning stages, I think, of building my business. Mm-hmm. You know, um, I want to double my sales every year. Obviously, you know, I will reach a point, a plateau. To, I mean, it's just, it's just the way it's going to have to be. Um, but not for, I mean, hopefully, you know, I can keep climbing. Um, I've also just started and launched a new business as well. Um, it's called Bulldog Home Watch. And yeah, so it kind of complements what I'm already doing. Um, And it's, you know, I I can't count how many, um, you know, buyers would ask me, Rebecca, you know, can you watch your house for us? Or, you know, we're not going to be here. They're absentees. So they're they're snowbirds, right? Mm -hmm. So they're not here for half of the year. Uh, They already know me. They already trust me. Obviously, you know, I've had to hire help. So... I'm only one person, and like we just talked about time, right? There's only so many hours in the day. And it takes your time, and it takes your energy, and so you, well, that's great, because then you can, it's another spoke on the wheel to kind of say, hey, look, I'd be happy to do this for you, just, you know, compensate me for my time and, and, right. and business model, so. Yeah, absolutely, so, um, you know, it's. Um, and then one will ultimately feed into the other one, I'm sure. Yeah. Somebody will say, oh, call Rebecca for a home watch, and then. Absolutely. Right. But I mean, I am keeping both of those. I mean, my, my real estate business and my home watch business completely separate. So, you know, um, because I would, I would like to work with other agents on it. I would like to, um, you know, um, have, have them feel good about recommending my services. So I'm actually going to launch a real realtor, um, kind of system. Mm -hmm. So if it's a client that another realtor refers to me for home watch, um, they will get, an, I'm going to set up an automated email system so that their clients are getting emails, but it's going to look like it's from them. Awesome. So I know like we're all so busy. We don't get chance to follow up with them all the time. And, um, so it's going to be from that agent 
hi, how are you? Maybe Merry Christmas, you know, once every quarter, just so that you can stay in front of their face. That's good. And now with you doubling your sales every year, I think you're going to have to start a team. I think you're going to have to start the Rebecca Sinatra team. <laughs> well, I think she mentioned she had a it. couple of Yeah, of, yeah of we're, we've got work. some things in the books right now. Yeah. And, and my, my mom actually still has her real estate license. Really? So um, she kind of works with me behind the scenes. So now you're telling her what to do, huh? <laughs> <laughs> mom, you don't make calls like that down here in Southwest Florida. So now you're breathing <laughs> behind her neck on the calls. <laughs> no, I'm yeah, kidding. It's I'm funny kidding. How, the, how the roles got reversed, but no one ever actually told me. Yeah. You yeah. know, but she's got to be very proud of you because you, you've, you, you've in the very beginning already had a sec- successful career yeah. down here and it's awesome. It's been awesome. Yeah. She's, she's, she is proud. Yep, yeah, definitely. That's good. Awesome. Well, any other uh, little nuggets you want to leave or um, where can people find you? How can they uh, get a hold of you and reach you and you go ahead? Yeah. So, um, uh, my, my website is Rebecca Sinatra at Sotheby's realty.com. And, um, you know, I'm at the Sotheby's at Fifth Ave. My phone number is 239-227-8556. And I'm on Instagram too at um, Sinatra Rebecca. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for taking the time out of your day. And I I know it was kind of hard getting it all together, but we finally did it. And and this is, this has turned (laughs) out great. And now you're a Doors Open Connect podcast alumni. Woohoo! A lot of value. (laughs) Hopefully uh, we, we do this again in a a year or so or um, at an event and check in with you, check in and see how that, uh, how that's going. Sounds good guys. uh, In the meantime, thank you very much for coming. I'm Deshaun Robinson and that's Rick Haas. And until next time, we'll keep the doors open so your deals stay closing. Did you find this podcast informative and helpful? If so, don't forget to show support. Subscribe, like, follow, and share. Have any feedback? Don't forget to leave a comment. Would you like to inquire about sponsorship and or more about being a guest on our podcast? Maybe you have someone in mind you'd like us to interview. Maybe you have a topic regarding real estate you'd like to learn more about. Find us on social media and or shoot us an email explaining who, what, why, and when at doorsopenconnect at gmail.com. And in full disclosure, the Doors Open Connect podcast is intended to bring value and be informative to our listeners and is generally an organic, unscripted, open discussion. The opinions and or experiences of our guests are not necessarily shared in their entirety by our hosts. Thank you again to all of our listeners and supporters.